Podcast. This is Mash Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mash Lava. And today is Thursday, August twelfth, twenty twenty one. It was a busy day, and they're all busy. And it's a kind of a bummer because this was a massive day for restocks. We had a ton of restocks, a ton of releases, and it's just you know sometimes you get busy at work, and you can't go for them. So I'm excited to be able to go for those like every time they happen now because I'll be time for at least the end of this year so I'm excited about that I'm excited to be able to really run my business the way that I want to not just devoting a few hours here a couple hours here and then each day on the weekend about like eight to ten hours like that's that's just not it's not ideal I would like to be able to put more time into it so I'm excited about that I'm excited to do that but yeah today was just super busy with work wrapping things up wrapping up this project that I'm working on continuing through that and stuff like that so Either way, it was good. We did have a release today. They were the Seafoam Green Jordan 1s. Uh, they were women's sizing. I didn't go for them. I, I didn't have time. I forgot about it, and I missed the release completely. But if you did get these shoes, they're a clean colorway, very good-looking Jordan, and I'm expecting the leather quality on them to be pretty high. I didn't look up any information about them. I didn't look up any reviews about them, but Jordan always puts like this premium leather on women's sizing for Jordans. It's insane. I mean... The Lucky Green Jordan 1s is such a clean, clean shoe. The leather is amazing. And, like, they just they put good leather and good materials into their Jordan 1s for women. So I'm expecting these to be similar. It's a good colorway, too. So I didn't check resale, but I, I know it's got to be high just because a good colorway Jordan 1 with good materials and, and comfortable, like, you're, you're going to have good resale on that, especially women's sizing. The other thing is women's sizing is super difficult to get in a men's size. So like if you get women's size 12, that equates to men's size 10 and a half. That is one of the most popular men's sizes out there. And through doing a little bit of research on eBay, I was seeing that the top trending searches on like men's shoes for Nike were right around like size 10, nine and 10 and a half and sometimes size 11 as well. But it was just something where you know that if you can get one of those premium sizes in a women's shoe, people will pay top dollar for it because they're super limited. Like there aren't very many women with a size 12 foot in women's sizing, but there are a whole lot of men with a size women's 12 foot because that's men's 10 and a half in Nike sizing. So they don't make nearly as many shoes as they would for like a a general release for women's as they do men's in the bigger sizes or I guess in the the sizes that men would wear. So whenever you get them, they are super profitable. You're definitely going to make some money, but they're super hard to get. I mean, if you're getting like women's size 12, 11, 11 and a half, those are super tough sizes to get. And they're usually mass underproduced because it's just, there aren't very many women that are, that are wearing those. And Nike's not making them for men. They're making them for women in a women's sizing. So that's what we had today. Good looking shoe overall. Excited about that shoe. I, I do want to look at resale when I get home, but it, it was one of the better shoes that we've had in a long time for a Jordan 1. The Pollens come out this Saturday. I'm expecting good things for those. I, I don't expect resale to be crazy. I honestly expect it to be a little bit lower, but I do really think that the shoe is going to be a decent shoe. I think the quality on the leather and stuff like that will actually be semi-good. And it was just a good colorway overall. I like the shoe a lot, and I am a Steelers fan, so it kind of adds up that I would like the shoe. But honestly, a lot of, like, black and yellow things look super chintzy to me. This looks clean. I I looked at a lot of the photos, a lot of the on-foot, like, not on-foot, but, like, the the people wearing them, like, they'll show them in YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like, it they look clean they every angle of this shoe looks good i think the coloring's right on point 
they look perfect for that like that it's not too yellow it's not too bright it's subtle it's clean it's it's perfect and and for being a black and yellow jordan i really couldn't have, have asked for anything else with that so i think this shoe is going to be good i think you're going to make some money on it if you can hit on it so i definitely encourage you to go for that get a few pairs see if you can flip them on ebay if not return them i mean like almost every store is free returns for shoes unless you're doing shopify sites so if you can hit them on like your nike or any of the foot sites or anything like that you're going to be golden you can return those and, and be fine so that's what's coming up this week really not anything else outside of those but i did want to talk about one thing as we get closer to q4 i'm going to gear a lot of my podcast towards q4 and i'm probably going to be making my business more q4 ready i mean i got a huge thing off my plate getting a va brought in for my business and getting all the training videos and stuff like that done i mean now that's that's essentially done like anytime i need to update something i can make another video it's not that big of a deal but now i have the 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 groundwork laid for bringing in a virtual assistant to be able to work on my listings for me and that's huge because i hate listing and it actually holds me back a lot like i I was just thinking about this i realized that that i hate listing so bad that I, i i literally will not list things and then the return date will come up in Q4 and I'll like have to return it. It's just like, it's an issue. And so what I've ended up doing is I, I don't mind taking the photos as bad. So I'll just take the photos, upload them to Dropbox, organize them. I don't hate that stuff. And then the the actual listings will be made up by the VA. I'll review them once or twice, um, just depending on which listings they made and which if there were any issues with them and stuff like that. And then I'll list them and I'm getting a lot more stuff listed, which is nice because I don't have to sit there and actually do the listings myself. Somebody else does them. She's doing them while most of the time while I'm asleep, which I'm happy about. And she's doing a good job with them. So I can't complain about that. It's just, it's a great way. If you can think about the things that like the way that bigger pockets puts it, the the guys that do their podcasts say the, the things that feel very heavy to you, like things that you don't want to do. And not just the things you don't want to do. Like, there's a lot of things you have to do that you don't want to do. But, like, once you get to a place where you can maybe pay somebody to do some of this stuff, think about the things that feel really heavy to you. Like, when you think about it, you almost, like, kind of get, like, a gross feeling. That's listing for me. I, I don't enjoy it. It's it's kind of a waste of my time most of the time. It's good because it brings in money, but it's a waste of my time personally. I can pay somebody else 35 cents a listing to do it and make more money going and sourcing new items and stuff like that so it's it's really just a time swap for me and the time is more valuable than the money at this point for that so it's good and it makes me more money in the long term and short term because i'm actually getting listings up faster so i'm not sitting there dreading listing and then i find something else to distract myself with whether it's hey this part of my business needs work or this release is coming up and then i don't end up listing somebody else is doing that so if in the event a a release comes up or i get distracted or something happens where i need to turn my attention elsewhere other than my business that night it's still not a big deal the listings are getting done and they're not relying on just me being able to focus on listing which is tough enough in itself sometimes because you just don't want to list all the time so either way i'm happy about that that's going to be a huge thing but the other thing i wanted to talk about with q4 and the real reason i got on that topic was return policies and and more specifically how long return policies are so a lot of places for q4 will extend the return policies and it's really really important that if you're going out and sourcing in store you start talking to your your store managers or even the employees and start asking them when they begin their q4 return policies and stuff like that and maybe don't say that maybe say hey when you do your holiday returns it's usually like when that starts if you start asking now august is a little bit early they may not know but it generally falls sometime for like i know like marshall's and 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 them and then 
I think Amazon and even Walmart may start in October, which is insanely early. I mean, like October 13th, I think, is, is the last time that Marshalls and TJ Maxx and all them started their return policy for holiday returns. And it literally runs from October 13th. Anything bought then through, I think, December 24th for most stores, anything bought between those dates is returnable up to like some date in January. So that's a massive, massive time. And you're thinking, okay, well, what does that matter? Well, if you get more time with an item, it's essentially like free money because you can, as long as you have enough capital to do so, you can sit on that item for the three months and if it doesn't sell, then you just return it. Now, I went a little bit crazy with this. My first year reselling would not recommend doing what I did. So I ended up just going to Ross and Marshalls and all these places and buying like whatever I saw that could be resellable. I made a lot of money, but I had like bags and bags of inventory that I had to return in January. And it was a complete nightmare. Like the whole month was every day me running and doing different returns to different stores. And it was just, it was a complete mess. I wouldn't recommend that. But if you see something, know that the risk is insanely low because you will be able to make more money with with the extended time period to return stuff. So you're able to sit on an item for longer. That perfect buyer has a better chance of coming along and you can end up making more money that way. So I'd encourage you definitely look into those. Some of the better return policies are Walmart, Target, Amazon. They'll usually do a 90 day or just up until January X date, whatever the date is that they pick in January. They'll usually give you till then once you start buying stuff. And that usually starts sometime in October. And then I know that Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Ross, maybe not Ross, but Marshall's, TJ Maxx and that whole like TJX set of stores they do holiday returns starting in October, I believe as well. And that runs sometime into January where you can start returning things, where that's like your last day to return things. I think Ross may do it too. You wanna check with them. I do believe that they do it now that I'm thinking about it, but just make sure that you, you are checking with your store managers if you don't know, because you don't want to end up trying to guess and, and guessing wrong, because then you're stuck with a lot of inventory that didn't sell. And that's a, that's a nightmare. I mean, the other thing I would do is mark it down in your calendar. So like set up a notification on a Google calendar or on your Apple calendar, on your iPhone or whatever you use and have it alert you whenever the day is. Maybe make the alert like a week in advance and then maybe a few days in advance and then that day. That way you know that that's the last day you have to return stuff and you don't forget. So that's what I do. It's super helpful. It ends up making me a decent amount more money because I don't have, I don't have this huge worry of taking on a lot of risk with items because I know that they're all like very easily returnable. So that's what I would do. It will prove to make you more money, but just pay attention to those because there are some that have really long return policies. There's some that have just generally long return policies. I believe that Home Depot's return policy is 180 days. I know that Lowe's is 90 days, like different stores like that. They'll, they'll just do longer return policies. And I mean, Home Depot, 180 days, that's six months. Like if you can't sell something in six months, you made a bad buy. So just go return it after you find out it's not selling. And I've done that before and they're fine with it. So just pay attention to those sorts of things. Definitely keep keep in the loop on updating your return policies and, and paying attention to those because you want to be on top of those. That way you know how long you have to return something and that if something changes, you know that it, it's no longer what it was. Maybe it's better, maybe it's worse, but you need to know with the updated information for the return policy that way you're not, you know, you're not scrambling to either get something returned last minute or missing a return or thinking that you need to return something and then missing out on a potential sale if they extend their return policies and stuff like that. So that's what I would recommend. Hopefully that helps you guys out. Hopefully you can make some more money with that. For now, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.